Hi, I'm Stacey Shoemaker-Rowan, Editor-in-Chief of Hospitality Design Magazine with HD's What I've Learned podcast. I'm so excited to have Venus Williams here today. Yes, the tennis star. I first met her in 2005 when she first launched her own design firm, V-Star Interiors. And it's super exciting to see what she's done since then. Not only is she still a badass tennis player, but she now has a very successful design firm doing both hospitality and residential interiors. And she has even launched a fashion brand called Eleven. And we sit down today to hear how she loves to still win at everything, both in business and in tennis, and a few of her secrets to success. This week's podcast is sponsored by Global Allies. I'm here with Adam from Global Allies. Adam, why are they called task chairs? Huh, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that. Global Allies, they know their stuff. Hi, I'm here with the wonderful Venus Williams. Venus, thank you for joining us today. So excited to have you here in the office. So let's start at the beginning. Did you always know that you had a love for design or growing up in your, um, during your childhood? Was there anything that drew you to design or hospitality? You know, I, as a, as a child, I was on the court. I started at four years old. So I always knew that that would be what I would do because that's what my parents told me I would do. <laughs> but they also encouraged us to know who we were off of the court because in, as an athlete, you finish quite young. So you have to have this other second life. So I found out you know, as a teenager that I love design. So that's when I decided, okay, let me get involved. And you, I think in one of the interviews way back when you said that you used to look at fashion magazines and design magazines and, you know, go through the pages. Is that, is that part of it? Yeah, I think that, you know, I started designing my own house and then I really found a love for it. Maybe that's where it all started. But I just remember uh, going to trying to pick what I was going to go to school for about 19. And it was a toss up between fashion and interior design, but I ended up choosing fashion because I could do it with Serena and we could both do it together. So that was the 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 breaker. Got it. And um so, uh, you know, you're a world, world-class tennis player, um, and that's hard enough to begin with. What made you want to start your own design firm and, you know, be so successful at it as you have been? Yeah, definitely. I thought I had to impress my parents, and it wasn't until maybe this year that I realized, oh, they were probably already impressed because I, like, <laughs> you know, have avoided um, any major pitfalls, but also they probably are proud of the tennis. Um, they haven't actually said quite so, but I think that they are. I never, never thought about it, but I always thought, okay, I have to get education to make them proud and I have to do something outside of the court so they'll really think a lot of me. So it was my parents who pushed me. Awesome. And what did you want to create when you were starting the firm? Did you have any big lofty goals or, you know, what did you want to do to kind of set yourself apart from what else is out there? Yeah, I wanted to do great design, but also I wanted to win. I love winning. I'm addicted to winning in whichever thing I try. And, you know, sometimes you lose too, but as long as you learn and don't make the same mistakes twice, you know? And I think a part of it is uh, I love the business development side too, is just talking to people, getting to know clients as much as I love the design too. Those are, those are both wins. Yeah. And starting your own firm, is there something you wish you had known now or known then that you know now? Yeah. I wish I had known that you needed a psychology degree to deal with residential design. <laughs> so <laughs> I wish I'd have known that from the beginning. And we ended up transitioning from residential to, to commercial and hospitality a, a number of years ago, but 
I wish someone would have told me. So just in case someone hasn't told you all listening, yeah, get that degree. (laughs) And you're still very involved in your design projects. How do you balance, you know, a very tough schedule from the tennis side and also Mm -hmm. a demanding client side as well? Yeah, definitely. I have a great team and, you know, some of my team, you've met Sonia and you've met Michelle and there's others out there too you haven't met. So those those are my team members that uh, love the business. I think they like me a little bit. <laughs> I love them. And that that makes it all worthwhile. And to be able to design together, learn together, win together, is it's really what it's all about. Yeah. And you've had some great projects, including parts of the Midtown Athletic Club in Chicago, which was the Tennis Lounge and the V-Suite. And then you also you collaborated with DMAC Architecture. How was it to marry your two loves, to marry tennis and design into one space? It was definitely really exciting. Obviously, I love tennis. That's a no-brainer. And I love design. And really, the space is incredible. Incredible design on every platform, not only the hotel, but the public spaces. And then also the fitness amenities. And I haven't seen a place like it before. And people often forget the design in in facilities like the gym. You know, it's you just put in the rubber floor and, you know, a couple of weights and you keep going. But the impactful design that happened there really makes it enjoyable and hopefully will be a model of moving forward. Yeah. No, when we did we did a conversation there a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, the space is just incredible. I mean, I, I, I have never seen anything yes. like it either. Um, and what I thought was cool is downstairs so active. And then your suite was, you know, it was much more serene and almost a bit of an escape. Was that part of the design philosophy behind it? Yeah, you definitely want to slow down after you've, you know, pushed a sled around or, you know, been doing a, a biking class or whatever it is that you were doing. You want to calm down and go to your room and feel serene and relaxed and get ready for that next workout or the next day. So that was definitely intentional. And also DMAC was amazing and every single piece of the execution, it was great working with them as well. It's awesome. And I love the, there's a whole wall of thousands of tennis balls in the tennis lounge that just was such a pop of color and texture all together in one. Yeah, it was. And we had a fun design solution for that because cutting them in half and putting them on the wall would have been too intense. So uh, the team came up with this idea to create a mold. So we just set them right on in. And that, that those are fun times when you kind of figure out a solution. Every single person asks us, how did you do that wall? And we're like, yeah, well, smartly. <laughs> Maybe we should make up a more complicated, you know, thing that we did all this, that, and the other, and they're all at, you know, just exactly 89 degrees. Or, But yeah, we, we made it work. And also that's important too for the budget is, you know, the, the long way cutting them in half would have been too expensive, but the mold really, really addressed the budget issues as well. Got it. And Serena's artwork, is that still currently on display there as well? Serena's artwork... Serena's artwork is on display, and she said it's just for borrow, and it's very well curated. We have a piece in our office. It's huge, and it's gorgeous, and I don't know where this talent came from, but uh, I saw her prepping the other day. She did something else in the backyard, and the baby was out there running and trying to touch it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's interesting to see her work. Everyone's watching what Airbnb is doing, and you just did the first Airbnb quote hotel. Um, Is it the Nido? Um, Yes. uh, The first one powered by Airbnb. Can you tell us a little bit about the concept and, you know, the thinking behind creating something for such 
such a powerful company in today's travel industry? Yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely a new concept and it's exciting to see it all start to roll out and uh, being able to do uh, the design of one of the projects was also awesome too. And I'm also on the board. So there's a, there's a lot more coming along and, and it's important to think of things in new ways and to be innovative and to keep up with the needs of how people are living. So the project really is geared toward, okay, how are people living? How are they traveling? How do you combine both? Yeah. And you do a lot, you'd still do some residential work, maybe not personal residences, but you do multifamily. Um, and how do you think the hospitality and residential are blurring? How do you think the lines are coming together? Do you see that? Yes, multifamily is very competitive and the projects are actually gorgeous. So you have to create a design that feels like you're walking into a, a hotel or a, a top tiered project because you have, you know, these buildings are competing with, you know, who's going to live here. And, and if the next project is nicer, then then it's it's hard to compete. So it's been a lot of fun to finding those solutions. And did you use a lot of any of that thinking when you were doing the Nido Hotel for Airbnb? Yeah. So the Nido has this feeling of, of kind of the project next door, the girl next door. And it's, it feels light and airy and you feel cheery at the same time. But you also, we also wanted to create a design that stood the test of time. So something that wasn't so trendy that it was out tomorrow. Yeah, which is very important. And you, besides tennis and interior design, you've now also launched your 11, um, your 11 collection for fashion. How did you... Why did you want to come back around to what you went to school for? And what did you want to create for um, for active wear? Yeah, for active wear, uh, of course, being active has changed my whole life. It's guided my life and it's added so much and also builds confidence and being able to achieve something, to make goals, to be healthy. All of that is super important. So really the ideals there are to make it a completely holistic lifestyle. It's not just about what you wear, but it's everything, how you think, what you eat, all of that. So that's definitely my goal for 11. And so, yeah, we we stay busy. <laughs> Slightly. That's a whole other side. We're in the same office, though, because I wouldn't have time to make it to two different locations because in the morning I practice. So <laughs> in the afternoons, that's when I go to the office. And sometimes it changes. Sometimes I go in the morning and flip or it, it just depends. I'm flexible. But yeah, so a lot of times I'm sitting on the V-Star side, on the 11 side, and it's fun. It must be cool to see how those two can play off of each other and what they can kind of almost take from each other. Yeah, most certainly, and it's fun when we get to do projects together, and that's always a lot of fun when we all get to work together. And everyone likes each other. That's good news, too. So you use a lot of fun, vibrant patterns and colors in your collections, especially the new Caracas line. What was your inspiration for that, and how did you pick the prints for it? Yeah, Caracas is a lot of fun. It's um, I wanted to bring some kind of cheer in the middle of of winter, because even though it's spring and it's coming out in January, it's still quite cold in a lot of places. So it's no one's really feeling like it's spring. So I wanted to get people motivated to to get out there and do something good for themselves. And it's the beginning of the year. So a lot of people are like ready to to start the new year. Was there anything that frustrated you about um, tennis clothes that you've implemented into what Yeah, I think a lot of times tennis clothes or athletic clothes, it was like, okay, throw on a neon color and now it's athletic. And that's changed a lot. And I like seeing um, 
the industry come along and people really, really into wearing clothes, working out, living a fit, healthy lifestyle. And hopefully that will never change. And it's definitely a trend, but hopefully it will just be like, all right, we all live this way. It's a reality. Right. And one of your pieces even has a tutu. Oh, yeah. Um, the outskirt capri. Yeah. So it has a built-in skirt. So it's a capri with a skirt. And now we're doing an outskirt. Out, outskirt shorty and it also has like um kind of a it's a mesh overlay so it's one of my favorites yeah it's, it's playful it's I love. fun yeah yeah we'll get you one okay i would love one um and then what has been the biggest challenge being in fashion design the biggest challenge um it's just a lot of moving parts there's a lot of moving parts it's capital intensive there's a lot of competition, but honestly, in any business and everything's moving so quickly now. So you have to always uh, keep up. But the best part is that I love it and I love my team. So that makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. And it's interesting because interior design, you can work on a project for five years where, you know, if you're doing a hotel or, you know, even a big residential project where I think fashion is so much quicker, you know, you're doing so many more things. I don't know if you see that as well. Oh, yeah. It's in and it's out. And that's just how it is. But in design, you have to have a different mindset. There's projects where, okay, the the goal is to just do something very avant-garde, but there's the most majority of projects have to stand the test of time for at least a little while, you know, the seven-year cycle for the minimum. So it's, it's fun to figure out ideas and ways to be creative while still being timeless. And that's important to me, too, is I don't want to look at it in a year and be like, oh, my God, I hate this, and please take my name off of it, but you never can. So you want to bring some sort of pride to what you do. Yeah. Have you, is there anything that you practice in, in your athletic um, world that you now apply to your business world? Everything. You have to be disciplined. You have to have a regimen. You have to uh, have goals. You have to reevaluate. So it's very much the same. Business people are athletes. Athletes are natural born business people. So I think that uh, there's so many parallels. It's on the same wavelength. And have there been any obstacles that you've had to overcome being a woman in design, but also somebody who is, also has another successful career? Yeah, I can't really be um, ungrateful. I've had a lot of opportunities, so I can't complain. But, you know, def- people definitely do look at you and say, oh, you're a tennis player. But I think we all have to let our biases go. And I'm certainly trying not to be biased, but we all have to work on that. And we've done some great work, so... Um, you know, there's there's a certain part where you have to prove, but also, you know, the work speaks for itself and also our reputation. Like We do things right. We do things on time. We do things on budget and we're kind of fun. So that that um, that's good for us. Right. And I think you bring an interesting perspective, too. Have there been a lot of mentors along the way, people that have guided you to where you've gotten today? Yeah, most certainly. I would say the mentors are definitely on my own team is hiring the right people. You get to learn from them and everyone gets to learn from each other. And that's important too, to be able to, I, I like to have people around me who make me better. That's important. Yeah. And I think hiring is one of the trickiest things about business. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely tricky. And we're also, we're not in New York, we're down in Florida. So it also becomes even a little bit 
trickier too. So we definitely take our time in hiring the right people. And sometimes it's like, oh my God, we haven't found anyone, but it pays off waiting because we're really specific about who we are and what our culture is and what we stand for. And if you bring in one bad apple, it really affects everyone. So we try not to let the bad apples in. All the apples are good, but maybe some apples don't belong with us. (laughs) True. How big is your firm now? Can you tell us a little bit about the culture and how many people? Yeah, so we work very hard. We have a lot of fun and we have this kind of interesting combination of being left and right brain. So we're creative, but we're also focused and and it's important to be able to do design, but also to be organized and to deliver. And if you don't deliver and, and people will hold us at a higher standard and people will look at us and say, well, you know, you're a tennis player. Why are you doing design? So if we don't do the design well and we don't deliver, then we're out. So we do all of that well. And so we have a culture where we have a lot of fun, but we work very hard. And that's who I am. And that's you know, every single person that I've hired. So now we're a team of 11 and we're always looking. We could probably bring on two more. We're going we're gonna to take our time and find the right apples. I love that you have 11 in your tennis club. Yes. <laughs> tennis are 11. Maybe yes. meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a dream project? Is there something you would love to do that you haven't been able to do yet? A dream project. Definitely a big stadium. I mean, we talked about this before, too. And so we're we're finding that magical moment where we do it. And we've talked to some people and the projects go on hold. So it's definitely around the corner. Yeah. What would you do with a stadium? What would you? We trick it out. There'd be, you know, <laughs> moving walkways and holograms and AI. But uh, I think making a space that you walk into and you're impacted by. And a lot of times, the public areas are aren't really that special. And then the suites aren't that special. And the areas where the athletes aren't that special. And people go into a stadium, it's like, okay, throw in the concrete value engineer and pack the people in. I'd like it to be a space that also is interesting and intriguing. Yeah. Well, I would like to go to that stadium. Yes. Yes. We'll get, we'll get you there. We're going to design it. We'll get you there. And um, what's next for you and for your firm? What, anything short-term, long-term, plans ahead? Well, short term as a team, we're all going to the Miami Dolphins game. So that's that's cool. We're going to have fun. Go Dolphins. But uh, long term, we're just continuing to build our team. We're continuing to expand. We want to be as creative as possible. And um, we love what we do. So we we want to want to have fun at it. And I have this secret project, which I can't talk about, but Sonia and I are, are VP, we're talking about how to do it. So it involves charity and doing it in in a cool, interesting, interesting way with design. So hopefully in, you know, number of years that'll be happening. So that's top secret. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll have to do a second podcast. But I'll podcast. tell you. I'll tell you, you. But just not today, but <laughs> soon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can brainstorm on it. That would be great. Mm-hmm. And looking back from growing up, you know, starting tennis at the age of four to where you are now, you know, did you ever think back then that this is where you'd be? And is there anything along the way that has been maybe the greatest lesson learned? Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's like, this is where I'd be. This is where I'd not be. I'm playing tennis still, um, and I can still play very well. So that is, I, I don't know if I thought I would keep be doing that, but it, it feels like something that's forever, but it's not. So I continue to do that the best that I can. And then... Um, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, so that's exciting. And, 
yeah, I always want to do better. I see myself as someone who's in the middle of working toward their dreams and not maybe someone who's lived it yet. So maybe one day I'll get to the point where I'm completely proud of me. And <laughs> right now I feel like, all right, be work harder. Well, we, I think we should ask your parents because I'm sure they'd be very proud of <laughs> when you. When I get home today, I'm going to ask my mom, yes, like, you are you proud of me or not? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me but that. I think she is. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure thank to you. have this you. It was a lot of fun. And, so fun. and hopefully you'll invite me back. Oh, anytime. Thanks. Door is always open. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Hospitality Designs, What I've Learned. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find full episodes and transcripts at hospitalitydesign.com.